<laughs> this is my kill room. This is next to my master bedroom, and it's my work, work my workspace and and storage big closet. <laughs> uh, now we now we have two quails. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, this is Pitcast. Uh, this is Matt Moss speaking. Um, I th- this is a somewhat uh, unique or special edition uh, podcast. Uh, it is a dark and stormy night here in Chicago as the thunder and lightning, uh, the thunder rolls and the lightning crackles around me. Um, but I have three I guests. I thought you were just going to break oh. into Garth Brooks there. Yeah, I, I nearly did. I was going to. Um, I've got three guests, three uh, special invitees with me today, all very dear friends of mine. Um, and I'll go in um, a time zone order from east to west because we're actually uh, covering the entire continent here. So starting out east uh, by way of Grand Rapids, Michigan, I've got Nick View. Hello, up? Nick. <laughs> uh, doing, guys? I'm doing excellent, man. I'm doing excellent. <laughs> Little bit, a little bit of a delay there for the niceties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we're, yeah, we're was, kind of, we're, we're still like dipping our toes into this cesspool <laughs> of a conversation. Uh, moving out west to the my former home, the Hawkeye State, uh, by way of Norwalk, Iowa, is Taylor Quayle. Hello. And I, it's okay if you were delay. I know it's hard to think of nice things to say about Nick. It's kind of impossible. <laughs> hey. uh, We'll we'll skip the Rocky Mountain time zone and we'll skip out uh, all the way to the West Coast to talk to the Rocky Mountain monster himself by way of Portland, Happy Valley, Mr. Cam Wall. Hey, hey, good one evening. of my one of my most bitter enemies. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how, that's how shirts feel about him too. Apparently, yeah. It's it's over seventy degrees here. I'm I'm wearing wearing zero shirts. Oh, 70 degrees, huh? That's, <laughs> that's why they call it Happy Valley, right? That's freezing, except when there's roaring fires. Yeah, it was like 95 in Chicago today and 102 with humidity. It was brutal. Yeah, it was same here. I mean, you're probably not a lot different. I think Nick's the same, and I'm a dumbass and tried to run in it. So, Yeah, feeling yeah. you're feeling up to it after your uh, recent uh, sickness? Uh, yeah, COVID. It's fun. Don't get it. Uh, it, it makes your life hell. Go get vaccinated. PSA. Yeah. Yeah. Cubid is down <laughs> with the sickness. Yeah. My new name is Cubid. I haven't been able to smell or taste for a month. That's um, trademarked. Yep. Yep. By Cam Wall. I think he's working on that trademark. Going to make at least $7 off that. So you're, you're getting some taste sensation back, right? You said. Yeah. Yeah. As of like three, four days ago, I'm finally able to taste and smell a little bit. Some of it's more just, uh, like it's sweet, it's bitter, no actual flavor profile, but 
something's better than nothing. So hopefully it just keeps getting better. But I, I'll tell you what, I haven't been that sick in a very long time. That was yeah. not fun whatsoever. And my wife basically sliding me food through the cat door as if I were sloth from the Goonies, like some untouchable peasant. And like my kids terrified I'm going to die. Like I would come upstairs to go to the bathroom and they'd run away as if I was some, some contaminated monster that was just untouchable. Hand sanitizer by the cat door. Oh yeah, I mean they would just squirt it, squirt it on me as I walked by, right? Like you know, stay Spreading away. Food with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, isn't, um, that, isn't that the premise of the Sixth Sense or one of the stories in the Sixth Sense? Right? Wasn't she putting Windex in a soup or something? Oh yeah, jeez, that's that's a pull. That's, a pull. that's dark, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, man. The the last time I, I I've not had COVID yet. Knock on wood, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, you missed dude, it by I'm about not, two I'm days. Not, well, I'm I haven't exactly. I haven't. I haven't been out to Michigan to play Magic yet, so we'll see if that changes <laughs> later this year. That's but uh, yeah, but that's neither here nor there. But um, I did get a really gnarly norovirus after the first Urza's Chalice in uh, what year was that? 2019. And man, I was laid low and could not eat or drink or keep anything down for the better part of a week. And I lost like seven, eight pounds and looked just haggard, even more haggard as fuck than usual. I don't know how you could lose eight pounds. I don't know. How Dude, I was, I was weakened, man. That shit was gnarly. I don't, I don't know if I got it at the event. It was probably at the airport, but man, I got Get, home and I was. Yeah. Cause low. you know, magic players are known for their cleanliness and hygiene. Well, in that, in that case, at that event too, like it was at like this cabin in the woods type thing. And there were two bathrooms, like two toilets for like 50 plus dudes. And so it was like, it was very, um, hard to do the third world. (laughs) There, there was a third world element. Cam, you remember Cam was your average Michigan bar. Yeah. (laughs) You can't drink the water in California, man. <laughs> stay stay away from that stuff. I say like you're, you we have Nick here from Michigan. Like he's like an hour away from the most undrinkable water on planet Earth. No, <laughs> no dude, I, I, I'm an hour away from. The, I'm I'm in the epicenter of the most undrinkable water on the face of the earth. Yeah, where they have yeah. it's just laced with polonium or whatever. I, I have Wolverine Worldwide's tannery waste dump within fifteen hundred yard fifteen hundred <laughs> feet of my house. <laughs> By Merrill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. and uh, but it's all good now because we're on we're on actually on city water now. No longer they, uh, bathing in a, bathing in a super plant. fun site. Yeah, they're just pumping it. They're pumping it straight from from plain. It's funny because uh, Plainwell is right next to like Rockford, and Rockford's got pristine water, and Plainwell's at like just just below the the maximum PFAS level you can have <laughs> to be legal. <laughs> it's fine. It'll be fine. Your kids will be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we have a filter for our drinking water. But anyway, and like anyway, yeah, when... any any adverse effects won't be known for at least like 15, 20 years, dude. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, I know. Just just long after like... that COVID vaccine has killed yeah. you off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, you know, for our viewers at home, the, the, the goal of this of this confab wasn't just to sit here and bitch and moan about our own regional problems or ailments. But uh, the topic for tonight is uh, magic card altars. Uh, and I wanted to gather this particular uh set of dude sweats for the purpose of, uh, you know, for this discussion, because all of you guys are very deep into altars. You've inspired me with some of 
what you've created. I'm a big fan of all the work that you guys do. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of get you on here and just have kind of a, uh, a open round table style discussion of, you know, what turns you on for, for altering and, you know, how you got started, what you, um, you know, what mediums you choose to work in, you know, et cetera. So, um, you know, with that started, I I think, how about a more uh, easy way to slide into this conversation and and just, you know, like what's some cool alters or some sick alters that you've gotten recently or are expecting to come in recently? And Cam, why don't we start with you? Yeah, thanks, Moss. Uh, I've been real deep into alters lately. I've kind of transitioned out of clip CE and all that stuff, but um, I, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to put your finger on what makes a good alter. I think the best way for me to, to say what, what, what I like to get is if I see something uh, that somebody's made and I just immediately think that looks cool. It, it's not a, it's not a certain technique or anything, but it's an original idea. Um, and that the, uh, card flows through. So, you know, if it's a Shiv and dragon, but they've altered it to look like, um, the, the dragon is all metal is all like chrome metal. That's something that really attracts me because it's cool. It's original. And, uh, but you could still tell it's a Shiv and dragon. Um, and, and that's the kind of stuff that, that I've been looking at lately. And, uh, I, <laughs> I also, out of this crew, uh, I like the border extensions. Um, but that's more of a color thing. And I, I like looking at the, the art of the cards and the original art. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing lately. What, um, what is like the, do you remember like the first altered card you saw that like really got your attention? Yes. Maybe like style of card, if not the specific card. Yeah. I, so I, I remember very, very early on. I mean, when I was just getting in back in 2017, I played Jeff Watkins uh, who is a guy out of Colorado. Colorado? Yeah, like rural Colorado, right? Yeah. And he has everything. He has every card. He has all this cool stuff. But uh, he was the first one that I saw that had altered cards. And he had a Rasputin Dreamweaver that was altered. And it was kind of border extended, but uh, the, the person who painted it added some some nice touches onto it. And I, I just thought, wow, that looks cool. The, the card already looks really neat. Um, I like the old borders. I like the gold stuff. Um, but I saw that and and it started getting me hooked in. And then, you know, I, I found the Chicago scene and I saw some deck picks from Jayco. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think everybody knows his stuff. They seen his power nine. The yeah. boxes. And, and yeah, the, yeah. The Goonies. Yeah. Boxes. Yeah. The, Go- the Goonies map. And, and that thing just hooked me. And from that point, uh, I, it's just been a, a rat hole that I have thrown all my, all my time and all my good cards down. <laughs> <laughs> hey sometimes and sometimes subtle pops dude like yeah. if you just have a little teeny thing like added on to something that sometimes that just speaks louder than a huge like you know noisy altar that just takes yeah. up the whole thing well you so, so nick you've been playing magic for a very long time right and you and mm-hmm. your bro grew up playing together so at, at what point did you get into altars and, um, and is, is your your bro is into them too, isn't he? Oh yeah, my brother Matt is. Yeah, yeah, um, too. Um, he he's biggie on uh, on the chords, but he um, basically we we got in at around ninety four, uh, played a lot ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, all through all through there. Um, didn't know what we were doing. We're wildcatting it, and then 
every Christmas, like we got out of it for a little while and every Christmas we'd buy a starter of whatever set there was and a booster and we'd open it and we'd just play a sealed, you know, me and my brother and my other brother. And, uh, that was fun. And then I got out of it completely. And then 2015, I got back in and was playing standard and modern and then commander and then commander actually led me to old school. My brother, Matt said, Hey, you, man, you got to check it out. All those old cards you traded in that you could have kept. Yeah. There people are playing with those. <laughs> so he, no so he found old school first and he then told you about it through Cooney, through Jimmy Cooney shop. <laughs> yep. He moved out to the East coast and they were playing and he he's like, you're playing with old school cards. And they, he's like, I got old school cards and you know, he got into it and. Oh, you know, wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And then, so I got into it and at first I was like, I'm only going to play like white weenie. I'm not putting any money into it. You know, yada, yada, yada. Then 2018, 20 goes to 2019 and I've got, I'm working on power and I'm working on Mm -hmm. duels and I'm working on staying in my color wheel. But the altering thing didn't happen until I think I saw Mike and Peter Lupo Mm -hmm. doing some crazy stuff. And I don't know where I saw it. It might've been the old school discard discord. And they, I saw some Kumite altars and I was like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. They're just defiling these cards. Like they're just doing crazy stuff. And then I got into Ben and I was like, well, he doesn't give a shit at all. And then I started buying like bulk revise and just started doing corny little stupid drawings on them. And you know, that's, that's pretty much how I got into it. And then kind of, I started out with these crappy acrylic Walmart paints with and a brush and my kids were doing like craft time because i had young girls so i was like okay i want to do something with them so i'm like i'm just going to paint on these magic cards and i had all this bulk and um after a while i i kind of realized that that brush thing wasn't for me and i discovered poscas and it just went posca pens and it just went from there that's all i wanted to do i got rid of everything else so what is it specific that you like about posca pens uh i like the grit the control like you can feel the grit like a pencil um, mm. and they're easier to clean up. You don't have to wash and do all that stuff. You could do it on your lap. Like you can do like, I, they're just, you know, and then at, at some, at some point I learned how to manipulate and do shading with like white, adding white and black. Some of those colors are awful. Like the yellows and the light greens and pretty much any of the light colors suck. But if you mix them in with white or black, they get really good. You dirty a lot of them up that way, but they work. And some people do it with a brush. I'm just too lazy. Um, but yeah, I just kind of learned how to do it. And then Quail, I met Quail. Quail was at about the same level as me when we first when we first started. And I was like, this guy's cool. I want to do an altar trade with him. And we were all hanging out in the altar channel. And he did like a the, uh, the altar channel where on, on, on the, the old Discord. on the old yep. school Discord. Before it went to absolute crap, we were on the altar channel. You know, channel. back in the day cool, when things cool were still good. Yeah, it was like Cam. That's where I met Cam. And funny, Cam bought some of the first altars off me. And I was like, I was like bragging to my brother. I was like, yeah, dude, this guy from the whatever spawners or whatever is buying my cards and stuff. I thought Cam was like a made guy. Little did I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cam, treated, Cam treated me like a CE brain geyser for like a crappy guy for the crane geyser. Actually, he traded. me. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that was the first one. Yeah. And it was signed. <laughs> it was signed by T. And I'm like, I'll take this. What a chump. I'll give him this crane guy. <laughs> you know, put a put, put a pin, put a pin in that because that, that crane geyser sits with yours truly for now. Yeah. But, I, you know, you, I'm glad you mentioned Gen Pop. So I'll tell one Cam wall Gen Pop story here. So like this is this goes back <laughs> oh, to God. like summer summer 2018 it was the old school player ball i guess it would have been the second one 
and Cam posts some, you know, there's like a, a, a discussion thread going about like people coordinating their plans for traveling and for the event and all that stuff. And Cam's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm roaming around neighborhood. I'm like a gawking, like a goddamn tourist or something. And he posts like a photo of just like some storefront. And I'm like, this dude is like just walking around like a block and a half, two blocks away from my house. So I'm like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, get a hold of me, man. Like, like you're really close to where I'm at, you know? And I had never met Cam in person at this point. And like, he just completely no sells my reaching out to like make friends with him, And then just, you know, pie faced me and moved on to hang out with whatever cool boys he had on his itinerary. Was it Carter? I don't think <laughs> no. so. No, we hadn't met. We, none of us Chicago guys had met Cam yet. In oh, fact, yeah. It was later that night, Cam, that right. That you went to uh yeah. D-Men, right? Yeah. That. I, so I went to players ball in 2018, completely cold Turkey. Didn't know anybody. I just, I saw the pictures from 2017 and I was like, I got to do that. Cause there was a bunch of the Lords that were dressed up uh, in suits and just, just kind of had a little flavor to it. And uh, it just looked like a really fun event. And, uh, and yeah, so I, so I went there, but uh, funny enough, uh, I rented a, a B and B there. And, uh, I talked, you know, I, I was friends with a couple of other people there, but I talked Dustin Broussard into coming down from Minnesota. And so he drove down cause I had an extra, extra spot to stay with. And so he came down and, uh, he, he had done a little bit of altering work for me, um, already, but he was, he was nothing to where he at, is at the level now, but he, uh, he came with his trade binder. And I mean, if you could, if you could go back in time and look at, Dustin Broussard's trade binder at 2018 when he was trading stuff. I mean, like case traded some, some, some amazing stuff. I mean, he had, he had bolts and power and, and dual lands and all sorts of fun stuff, but man, that was uh that was a pretty wild trip. Um, seeing some of his stuff in terms of altering, because that was, you know, he, he does painting and he does some really, really high level stuff. We'll, He's we'll incredibly be- good. In fact, when he joined yeah. the altars channel, we were all like, well, that killed Gen Pop. Fuck channel. this guy and his talent. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think I posted, I posted a meme of, of, uh, Kirk yelling Broussard. <laughs> Just every time, every time we posted something on, on there, he'd post this stuff and, and every, the friends that stuff. And then everybody was talking about that. And, uh. and, and he didn't mean to, but he basically killed the altars channel. What was he, he, he basically made us look like monkeys smearing shit on a wall. <laughs> and, you know, he comes in with his polished, you know, eight hour altars that look like they're a photograph. And we have, you know, stick men with throbbing cocks and it's just not even in the same ballpark. We were being, we were drawing like cute comic book type stuff, and he was doing like actual paintings. Yeah. They didn't no, real look, art. They didn't even real, look real. They looked like they were actually like digitized magic cards. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was at, at the time, that's when, you know, the fuck the cards movement came out. And that's actually, I, I, I can talk about that if you want. Yeah. Explain that. Funny. Explain that because I, I never really, I, I wasn't really. T- privy to, to the origin well, of that. I didn't really it, know about it much until I met you. It was a slight against me, really. I was on, the, <laughs> on unbeknownst to me, the Facebook at the time, the magic for life page was absolute garbage. And I got on there and I, <laughs> I, I was, forgot I, about I, I was hosting altars on there every once in a while. And I was doing this kind of cool thing where I was drawing CDs on discs. Yeah. I remember that and I was doing old school discs on discs and people wanted them. And I was like selling them that for very much. And I kept posting them and there was this Italian dude with like a motorcycle jacket 
and a, and a Harley like posts on everything I post. And he's like, he kept saying Italian shit. And I was like, I don't know what this means. And finally I translated it. Yeah, I, I translated it and it said the translation. <laughs> the translation was, uh, was please stop fucking the cards. Oh no. So I, I Dude. translated it. I took a screenshot and I put it up in the altars channel. And then every time we would do something, we started putting FTC on it. Gotcha. And then, so it was actually, it was actually basically the underground, but it became kind of the underground's mantra of like, fuck the yeah. cards, you know, the, people, like, you know, I don't care if I've got this expensive card, I'll draw all over it. It's my card. You know, this is the, the, the glory days of cyber bullying by <laughs> an Italian biker. <laughs> <laughs> Why you fuck the cards, Nicholas? <laughs> I wanted to be like, listen, listen, Mussolini. This is these are revised Nivernal's discs. There's plenty of them. <laughs> Those belong in a museum. But um, no, it was it was really and it caught on, and we were putting that on everything, and then uh, then everybody started doing it, and we kind of stopped doing it. But that's so how that goes. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned uh, uh, Lupos, and just to kind of bring it back here to like origins, alteration origins. Um, I remember pretty early on, 2016 ish, uh, learning about or reading about seeing uh, Mike Lupo and Pete Lupo's uh, Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. And at that time, old school was very disconnected. Um, and it was very, um, like nascent, I guess the word I would use is like, it was just the, these kind of like little wild pre community foundling type things all over the place. And, um, uh, you know, I remember seeing their posts and they, they would always post these just cr- like you'd said, these really crazy altars. Um, and at that time, you know, I wasn't really into it. I, at, at that point in my like magic playing career, I, I was really going through like a heavy nostalgia period. So for me, it was all about reconnecting with the original art. Uh, But, but seeing what the Lupos were doing and just kind of this gnarly underground scene of like dudes in a garage out in the wilderness, smoking cigars and like just mercilessly defacing their cards kind of like began to orient me a little bit more toward that underground situation. Um, It would be a while before I think I got, you know, fully immersed in the underground, if you will. But um, that's kind of like the earliest memory I have of of seeing something, seeing these altars and being like, oh, wow, you can really personalize it. And it doesn't have to like, for example, like uh, you had mentioned Jayco's power nine, like it's, they all fit together. It's really awesome and impressive. But like at that time, I'm like, oh, wow, there's like, I I have no idea how I could even get something like that. Like, how does a person even like who did that? Who, who commissioned what fine artist to have these things done? You know what I mean? Um, But, but seeing what the Lupos were doing kind of humanized or, or like made the um, altars like more, uh, I guess, accessible. Um, And, and that's the, you know, I, I guess it's that level of accessibility, um, that's, you know, taking it from like, like maybe like from a fine art perspective or like even just like, um, I'm trying to think of how to describe it here. I'm sorry. I'm at a loss for words, but like Moss, can I, can I jump in? Cause yeah, I have, yeah, a, story, I have, yeah, I have a story about this. So Absolutely. when I came when I came to Chicago for relic war, um, I was playing against Ray, uh, who is pretty cantankerous. Dude, I love Ray. He's, he's, he's awesome. Crusty. Yeah. He's crusty. Yeah. He's crusty. But, um, we were, we were playing and he, uh, you know, he taps a planes or something and puts a soul ring into play. 
and the soul ring is completely black and red. Oh yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's bordered out, but where the, where the sun would be is this black sun and it says Lords of the pit. And I was just blown away. Oh, at the, I remember at, that card. Yeah. I was just blown away at like the, the style and, and it was just a total fuck you to anybody that wanted to, to say anything like that's not a tournament legal card. It's, on purpose, right? Because this is this is part of the underground, and it gets back to those days of when magic, especially old school magic, was not yeah. as as commercial. Mm-hmm. But but I remember you know talking with Ray later about that, and he's like, "Yeah, everybody's a fucking artist these days." And and I like I miss <laughs> I miss the like the that period when altars were just starting to to come into the old school community here in in our neck of the woods, right? I'm, I'm sure that there's people that have played vintage that have all had altered cards forever, but that was really one of the first times that I saw it starting to, to, to put down roots in our community. Yeah. And be an important part of our community. Yeah, right. Like, I I, even, Oh, go ahead. I don't think I even, yeah. I don't think I even knew altars were a thing until I found like until 2018 or so. I think just mm-hmm. my entire relationship with the game was completely different than everybody else. I mean, I grew up in, BFE in Iowa, like my magic gathering days were me and two friends at a kitchen table, never played, never had a DCI number, never played, sanctioned anything. We basically would beg our parents for a ride to the mall once a week. That was a 30 minute drive and go home and play. And I think I stopped buying cards in 99 and then came back into the game in like 2018, but I had kept all of these cards, somehow ended up finding the Northern Paladins, found their Facebook, then signed up to play hadn't touched magic in over 20 years still had my old cards i mean i started in 94 buying cards so i had older cards i was like well this is awesome this is all the stuff that i've kept and moved around and i think once i found the discord i think other than seeing like you know mark to and like the original artist doing altars the first person i saw was nick's altars and that's when i was kind of like holy shit like you know normal people can do this like not you know i don't have to pay mark to dean you yeah, know two hundred dollars yeah, draw on a card for that, me that's and like and that's, too, man. yeah it, it just became a very real tangible thing that i was like well shit like i can do that and the reason i started with poscas is purely just because i'm fucking lazy like i don't want to dick with brushes and mixing colors and cleaning up after myself it's like i can just buy this 12 pack of markers and go to town and i was like well shit i'll be mark to dean next week and i didn't realize how hard it actually was i think everybody <laughs> kind of has these illusions of grandeur that you're just going to be fucking picasso you buy a pack of poscas and then you realize that it's just it's basically a, a pile as nick says loose drizzling shit seeping out of what's you know supposed to be called a marker like it's 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 not easy no it's really not and and it, anybody can pick them up and use them but it takes practice to do it well like mm-hmm. you have to really get it you got to figure it out and you know i started when we first started that that was the thing i didn't want to buy altars so I was like, I'm just going to do my own. Yeah. So same. I started doing that. And then, you know, that was Cam was buying our altars. And then Cam was like, I think I can draw. And he started doing <laughs> Cam it. Cam still can't draw, though. And But here's the thing that kind of drawn right now. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the cool thing that kind of happened out of that out of that class, I guess, that first class that was drawn on that altars group. Everybody kind of worked at it and pushed each other, not on purpose, but just trying like I was always out trying to outdo Taylor. Like always, I think we've been pushing each other from day one, but it, the funny thing that happened was that everybody kind of started developing their own style. And that's what 
when I realized, and, and actually I realized it with Pete and Mike Lupo, I was like, it's all about your style. It's not, mm-hmm. can yep. you copy this piece of pop culture art exactly on this card? It's like, I want something with character that somebody else did. It's a style thing. So there's stuff I've seen where I, I, I just think this, this is like kind of a dog shit altar, but it's awesome. I mean, you want to talk dog shit altars. Cam has Mike, literally my very first altars I ever did. And boy, they're fucking atrocious. They are God awful land war elves with like hockey helmets or something, but they were just bad. But I mean, you're right. Like we all, we all developed a style. All I wanted to do was copy Mark to Dean. And I was like, oh shit, like I could do that. The guy's using pasta because no problem. No, it's, it's so hard, but I mean, we did, we practiced and I think we pushed each other. I think I remember feeling like, super excited the first time somebody actually reached out that i didn't know and was like i want to buy your altars and i think i charged him 40 dollars to do four nazgul black knights and like looking at them now i mean they're off they're they're horrible and if the guy's listening like i should probably just redo those free of charge because the fact that you even sent me 40 dollars is a testament to uh I don't know what poor judgment or just uh, faith in humanity well, so i appreciate it you made me destroy mine i don't have any black knights now yeah, but did I do them for you for free? You did do them for me for free. Yeah, exactly. But th- that's the thing. Like, it it really just kind of and and every your best altar is always your next one, basically. So then mm-hmm. when, when you get to a certain level and you plateau, I was charging like ten, fifteen dollars an altar, and then I just stopped. Like, I'll take a commission, but it really, you know, whatever. Those are stressful sometimes, so I'm not really into it. But every once in a while, but um. Taylor got that way too. We were kind of like, people want to buy this stuff. Like, why would anybody want to buy this stuff? And it kind of started happening. And then we would hit these, we would hit these levels of, wow, that's a, that's a new level. That's like, that's a level up. That is a big improvement. Like all of a sudden something clicked. Like I remember when Taylor found Muji pens, which are these really awesome Japanese ballpoint pens where you can do super fine detail. And he was using these gel. Yeah, he was using these Muji pens and everybody was like, how is he getting these fine details? And he's like, Nick, you got to get these Muji pens, dude. You got to get these Muji pens. Finally, he sent me one and I was like, mind blown. I was like, oh my God, this is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, they're they're great. Like growing, so I tried to go to school for art. Turns out that didn't go well. I work in insurance where basically you go when you admit that you've just fucked up college enough to where you have no other options, but that's neither here nor there. But it's just like, I mean, what I did for art in my free time was... I've done band posters and concerts and flyers and album art. And all of my art was always a super fine, intricate detail with pen work. So to try to adjust to doing, you know, Poscas with those big, huge nib nib sizes, like I couldn't really do what I wanted to do. So like Nick said, when I found those Muji's, all of a sudden I started to be able to do the things I was doing back when I was actually doing artwork. And it felt really good to like, like Nick said, level up and be able to kind of move to the next level and be able to put things down on a magic card that before I could only put down on, you know, an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. So it was, it was huge to find those. And honestly, that wasn't even my idea. That was uh, another altruist park Cofield that told me about those, I think. And I mean, it was just absolutely game changer it, oh, it made my altars pop yeah park was uh park was another guy that probably should be here talking i think he was one of the more influential people too along with nick just seeing just quote-unquote regular dudes drawing on cards and turning out amazing work it's it, it's good to have those people in the community to push you and everybody has their style in their way and it, 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 may, it makes it fun to trade collect and kind of mm-hmm. get a little bit of the whole community in a deck if you can fit it in there 
Yeah, Park's a good dude. I've got a really badass uh, jam day tone that he did for me uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, Park's awesome. He's the um, he's the master of the of the uh, universe. What's the what's that? <laughs> the universe. <laughs> no, he does like he man. Right, he exactly. Those, he does those. Uh, what are panoramas? And yep. he does a really good job. Like he like researches everything and like does everything on theme and they're all his style and they look amazing. Like I have a mistress factory, a tog one where it's an a tog factory with a big a tog eating little a togs. And it's got a bunch of, no, that's up my alley. Yeah. It's awesome. And uh, he just comes out with this crazy stuff. Like, and he didn't post very often. Another one I should throw out here before we move on is sunny. I think apathy and a tog sunny, Sonny was always kind of, I've always, I've called Sonny the innovator because Sonny always, if somebody's doing something and Sonny's like, okay, everybody's doing this now, he moves on and he finds something else and he pulls this crazy thing out and you're like, why did he do that? You know, wow. And then somebody will do that. A bunch of people take that up and he'll move again. I mean, it's just, yeah. Cause I mean, he, he did the comic peel thing. The people started doing that. Next thing you know, he's, he's doing woodblock prints on magic cards. Like name one other dude doing woodblock prints. Nobody. So did he do those um that that lightning bolt with the Thor and Mjolnir? Was that him, Nick? Did he do that? Oh, lightning bolt with the Thor. You had no, it and then I traded you for it. Who did that? I did comic some... peel and I was th- that's what it made me think oh, of. Oh, yeah, that no, that was um Remember Cam or uh, yeah, Cam got a swords with the Hulk on it? Gary Didgeridoo did that. Gary yeah. um Alaska okay. Gary. <laughs> But Gary was influenced by Sonny. Oh, okay. Gary started okay. doing it. Yeah. Because gotcha. Gary had all these old comic books and he's like, I can't draw for shit. He started drawing and he's like, but I can do this. Yeah. So he started mod podging. And next thing you know, he's really intricate comic book stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That and, shit was cool. And, and one, one of the ways this, this stuff has really become important within our uh, community is that you know, starting with, with some of the crews, um, I know that this started in Europe as well, but the sign cards for winning tournaments and for top eights and that kind of stuff, it, I mean, it was kind of, it's kind of cool for a while to take the cards and sign them all and, and, and make something purposefully, uh, less valuable. And we just are, took it one step further and started doing altars for, you know, this get together, that get together. And, and that really mushroomed uh, over the last couple of years where, you know, people have, have started doing uh, altars for prizes. And then now they do altars for charity auctions. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that I know motivated me that to, to try and make a, a, a card that somebody would want to play. Right. You know, it's, it's always fun to just draw something stupid on a card and, and, uh, give it to your friends and have them put it in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. You draw or draw a really awesome card. It's like, like, it's like you watch me card. open gifts from you, Cam. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a handful of some of Cam's experiments. Experimental <laughs> works. Horse leg, horse leg yeah, bulge. But, no, but the, that's the, <laughs> the bulge. Multiple. Pre-op tranny, pre-op tranny, uh, Sarah Angel. I don't even know if that's like PC language or not anymore, man, but, uh, you know, Cam, so, but, it's all out of love. Oh yes. So well, one of one of the things that inspired me to get a lot better because I I do poscas as well. Is uh, I watched Quail. Was it do coloring it. over that altar I gave you? Uh, well, we're going to talk about that. That was a pay by number. <laughs> trace yeah. trace but, book. But but we wa- we watched Quail uh, do a entire Urnum Genin deck in a Japanese uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Is it Yukio theme? Yukioi. It's, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. 
It's <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh-E. I believe it's Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> what are you guys playing? You playing but, that Pokemans? <laughs> yeah, but but what what it did? It inspired me to to I, I wanted to take my own deck and completely alter the whole thing, and so I I chose a like a white weenie ish type deck, but uh, I wanted to do it all with X-Men, right? And so I started looking at at comic books and looking at pictures on the internet, talking to my friends, you know, including everybody on here. Um, but then I just started drawing and some of the first ones were horrific. You know, the Sarah Angel that Moss has, real bad. One of you guys, one of you guys, <laughs> oh, dude, that, that is a prized possession. I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> it looks like a Picasso, but not on purpose. <laughs> I, I am the proud owner of mouth of mouth clops. Oh yeah, mouth like Jean Grey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So I was trying to remember which, like, what card or, or what character was Horseleg because Horseleg just became yeah. the name of the card. Um, and, it was and on the swords to plowshares. Thank you. Yeah. And it was Jean Grey with like one of those backwards reverse horse knees. Yeah. You know. You know. My my whole use of perspective might might not have been the greatest at first, but but really when you look at the first ones that I did, and then you look at the ones that are 45 cards later, there there's improvement. And really what it is, it's not an external thing for me. It's, can I look at this card and enjoy it? And I learned a lot through that process. I got to express a lot of my artistic stuff that I don't get to do in my day-to-day life. And it was really important to me um, just to make some stuff that I was happy with. And now, you know, we, we could talk about what what we're currently doing with with altars and stuff but well um well hold on let's let me let's dive more into that to like the the therapeutic side or or like you said something that you know card alteration lets you express something that you otherwise wouldn't get to so like what is it about the drawing because like like for example quail you know, he had been, he had been engaged with art doing band posters, uh, gig art and so forth. Right. Quail. Yeah. I mean, and, and then and you, trans- but you like, transitioned from that into yeah. doing, uh, magic altars over a period of time. Right. Right. And I hadn't, I hadn't picked up a brush, a pen, anything. I, I think it had been close to 10 years. I think I had oh, wow. done, I had done, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't know if anybody listening knows the place Moss does vaudeville muse. I think the last pop posters I did were, were gig flyers for that place, yeah. but it's nope. been a long time. Yeah. And it was just, I saw people altering. It's like, okay, you can draw. It's something you can do. But to the therapeutic point, like for a while there, it was so refreshing. Like, you know, everybody has a really shitty day at work. You come home and like, you can just sit there for an hour, tune out the world, look at this and just try to think of whatever comes to your mind, whatever thing you're into that day and try to put it onto a magic card. And let's be honest. I mean, we have bulk sitting around. So if you can turn it into something that you want to play, I mean, that's a win-win and it's a good way to relieve stress and, you know, enjoy a card in a way that nobody else can do yeah i played a few gigs at vaudeville muse i remember that venue in Des Lovely Moines. place mm-hmm. rest in peace oh it's gone yeah covid killed it yeah well nothing lasts forever dude no and i'm sure and, uh, people listen probably think we're all terribly mean to each other you should see how how the terrible shit we say otherwise like we, we'll all post each other's altar we'll post up altars for each other to comment on and it just looks like we absolutely hate each other when with the shit we say about each other's altars but i think it's it's all out of fun and we're not really that mean-spirited maybe we are i don't know yeah i, I, I mean that mean-spirited behavior made cam a better altruist 
Right. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't want Horsecock Johnson, you know, to be the name of his next alter. The Bulge. <laughs> the Bulge. I. I. I, I would feel. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel bad about mercilessly ripping y'all's alters when I have zero artistic talent of my own. If I didn't already know you personally. Is that true, though? Well, he said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't just tell a lie. I don't know. Yeah, is, I that like could... is that true? Is that true? actually, it is. Not throwing hot takes out. <laughs> yeah, actually, it is true. I was trying to be complimentary, but oh well. You, you know what? Yeah. One of one of the we know I, you now. Yeah, to, all too well. well. One other thing, like I, I've had some people send me altars, or I've, I've bought altars. I've traded for altars a lot. Um, but one thing with my outgoing altars, they may not be the best things, but um, you know, I don't, I don't sell them. I don't, I don't do that stuff. And so if you're getting an altar from me, you know, that I put in a lot of work to it. No, re- regardless of the, the, the external value, the EV of it. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I use it as a way to show my friends, Hey, I care about you enough that I was, I spent, you know, two nights, a couple hours each time and put a lot of work into this. And, and that's something that is important to me, um, from that, Cause you know, when you're, when you're sitting down at night and you're getting ready to go to bed, you can watch TV, you can listen to music and play video games. I would rather sit down with the Poscas with some music on and draw for an hour. And I feel a lot better. And mm-hmm. if, if I can take that and send it to one of my friends or send it to this prize or send it to this charity auction, it's not like somebody's not bidding on it because it's valuable. They're, they're, they're not bidding on it because it's really good quality. You know, I'm some commercial artist. That's not the point of it. The point of it is, you know, we're all in this community together. And, and like, I think we're all chasing that feeling that we had a couple of years ago, pre COVID when we, when we could see each other, right? Yep. Like we, we used to see each other a couple of times a year and, and now we haven't been able to, and this is just one way that we've been able to channel that mm-hmm. into, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you said, Talk, talking shit, but but meaning it with love. Yeah, and I yeah. think we've all gravitated towards that too. I, I think, like I've definitely scaled way back. Like I don't really do commissions anymore. Like I want, I want my altars to go to the people that I interact with, and it doesn't have to be in person. Just you know, I, I, you know, obviously with COVID, all of our interaction now is mostly online. So, like, but I want my altars to go to somebody uh, that will appreciate it for what it is not because they gave me 50 bucks to draw on a card for them. I want it to have meaning and value beyond the, the monetary, you know, price tag that was put on it. I want somebody to say, Oh, well, quail sent me this, you know, we're, we're friends. And I, you know, he knows I like the Hulk. So he drew 17 Hulks or he knows, he knows I like Pacific Rim. So he sent me an altar and then I scribbled all over it. You know, those are the kind of things we like. Look, look, if we're, if we're, if we're going there, then we're going there. So Taylor's the, Taylor's the, I'm not bitter. I am the diva. Taylor will bring this up. Yeah. Let's hear this. Let's hear it. I will hold grudges so long that I forgot what they were. So Cam, Cam Wall had a, had a child. So we, so Nick, actually, this was actually Nick's idea. I'm not going to take credit for, for the niceties here. That doesn't like me, but you gave me the trikes though. (laughs) Yep. So basically we're like, you know what? Cam just had a kid. We should do something nice. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So it was me, Nick and park uh, all decided to get together and alter trikes in the theme of Pacific Rim, which was Cam's movie obsession at the time. So we sat down and did it. And I mean, honestly, let's be real. Like we've all improved a lot since then, but again, it's, it's the, 
the meaning behind it, the feeling you got when you opened it, that these people sat down and took time to do it. And so I apparently chose the wrong color green to show up on camera for, for Mr. Cam Wall. And so he colored it neon green which was the, was it the, is it the Russian Jaeger? I, I think yeah, it was. We, we gave you the worst of the three Jaegers. Honestly. Right. Yeah. So I went out of my, like, I, I waited three weeks from this proper color green Posca to arrive from Japan. And it's just like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. It's so great. Cam gets it. And he's like, yeah, didn't like the green. So I just went ahead and just scribbled all over it to make it look like it's fucking glowing. It was pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so now, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't let Cam live it down. And for a while, I was, I was like, God damn it! I spent I three will, hours drawing it, and this. he fucking colored it like a three-year-old. I will say this: like, <laughs> it was super dark, but the color from the movie was spot on. Like, he matched the. Color it was perfect. The movie. And I it looked at perfect. it, and I was like, Man, that Jaeger really is that dark. <laughs> yeah, so now like, I will never go. There, there will never be an opportunity where I won't just give it. I'll just I'll bring it up to Cam any chance that I get, even though I really don't care at this point. But I just want to make sure him, that he knows that he was an asshole. Card's got a story now, though, and that's the best. It does. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has offered. He's like, "Well, I'll send it back, and you could fix it." Like, no, it's too fucking late. It's not my altar anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's already defiled it. <laughs> not mine. He's already defiled it. Yeah. It's scratch my name off there. It, it <laughs> probably does look better in dark green anyway. Uh huh. Don't even talk to me right now. I, I, uh, going back to the whole therapeutic <laughs> thing. Um. I'm the same way as Cam. I kind of just, I have like one of those lap drawing desk with a cushion underneath of it. And I kind of just put that on my lap when I'm watching TV and I just draw everything is on my lap. I don't use a desk. I don't know. I can tell you the last time I sat at a desk and actually drew and actually Taylor and I are exact opposites. That yeah, way. Taylor I has to have like the right light and a certain surface and he's all pristine and everything's really clear. And I just fucking, I uh, do it on my I have to have the right I, music I, I, playing <laughs> in the background. The humidity needs to be exactly 56%. Uh, you know, I mean, it has to be at 630 in the evening when the sun, sun's shining in from, the, from, you know, a certain direction. Yeah, I'm a bit of a diva I, and for I crank, sure. I crank three out in an altar or three out in an, in an evening just because it's yeah. just. It's not going to get any better. This is what I do. So whatever. <laughs> hey, this is what it is, man. <laughs> I need like, the ritual. The money's already at hand, dude. You're going to get what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, like he'll actually let an altar sit where he lets it dry and we'll come back to it the next day. I've never let an altar sit in my life. Uh, that I requires patience. Yeah. If it, if it Which, dries, it's done. That's it. Like, but I think anybody that knows me will know I'm probably the most impatient person on planet Earth. So the fact that I can do that with an altar, I don't know why that is. But I'm also an insane perfectionist, which I, it's probably why I hate literally every single altar I do. And I think I've made Nick throw away the most altars. Like, I'll do something for him. I'll see it six months later. I'm like, Jesus Christ, throw that away. That's so fucking terrible. Just let me do you a new one. Like, I made him throw away a blood moon. Went and bought a brand new blood moon just to re-alter because I was so unhappy with what I had done six months before. And it was a great blood moon, but the other blood moon, my daughter actually fished out of the trash and I had crumpled it up and I found it on her dresser. <laughs> so I put it, he goes, why did he throw that away? She said, and I go, cause he says it sucked. He goes, well, he's an idiot. And I put it in a hard plastic and now yeah, I still she, have it. She, she knows some EV when she sees it. <laughs> it was so bad. It was oh, a pretty it bad, was awful. It's, it's nothing near what he did there, but yeah. You know, again, but the, but the therapeutic aspect of it, yeah, it's really, really, it's, 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 it's good for me at night. Like I, 
I do that. I have to do something. I'm either tying flies, building arrows, something. I mean, I'm doing something with my hands. If I'm going to watch TV, <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and just, uh, and just watch TV. I can't do that. So that's when I pretty much do everything. Some are winners. Some are not. That's just so, the way that <laughs> <laughs> Mine are mostly losers. So no, that's hardly true, dude. Um, I, you know, everybody's so, the worst critic. So like a, a question that I'd kind of, brought up in passing, even when we started this discussion, but I definitely want to revisit it are what are some of our, or what are some of y'all's favorite altars from within this group? You know, ones that you've done traded for bought or whatever, somehow acquired from each other. And I'll start, I'll start by pulling the pin out of uh crane geyser. Cause we, we put a pin in that one. So <laughs> nice segue, dude. yeah, well, that's, that's why I'm a pro dude. <laughs> That's why he gets rain. paid to do this. Yeah. The crane geyser was that's the why last, I'm the host. The last paintbrush, <laughs> the last paintbrush altar I ever did was the crane geyser. Yeah. And uh I didn't know where it had come from originally. I just saw Cam had posted it somewhere, and I'm like, dude, you have to trade me, trade me for you have to trade me that crane geyser. I'll give you whatever. I ended up sending him a package of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Grade A, grade A, grade A bullshit. Although I did send him, I did send you Cam the um, all of the uh, the custom Elder Dragons that we did for old yes. school EDH. So there was yeah. some cool shit in there, but like nothing good, <laughs> nothing valuable. <laughs> but uh, I am the lucky owner of that crane geyser, which is just a brain geyser, by the way, for the viewers at home that obviously cannot see what we're talking about. It's just a brain geyser with Krang from the Ninja Turtles. A big a, a, fucking Krang on it. Like yeah. covers the whole card up. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. And it's like, you know, three quarter of an inch thick. The, the paint is just slabbed on there so you can cut to it real easily. It's thick. Yeah. I wasn't even finishing back then. I wasn't even top coating. If I had a top coated that thing, it wouldn't even have gotten to a sleeve. Yeah, no, you got to. You, yeah, if you if you press it, it'll, the paint will uh it will uh, crack a little bit. You know, you got to I mean? use the, you got to use them perfect hard, son. Yeah, yeah. You should send that. You should send that back to me, and I should top coat it. Nah, man, it's it's perfect as it is. It's just gonna it's, keep chipping. The, the patinas, the patina will just make it better with age. All those times I've cut to it. <laughs> There's that geyser. Yeah, but so so that's an example. I I guess what I'm looking for uh, from y'all is just like what's a card that's maybe passed around here within this group. That's a, you know, a favorite of yours. Uh, Nick, why don't you go ahead there? Not crane guys are a different one. Um, I think the, my favorite altars that I own right now, Taylor did, Taylor did a set of hippies for me, which were one of his plateau hippies where he like got our next level hippies where he got one. The first one he did was a Baphomet and it was amazing. Like it is the best altar I'd ever seen. And he did that one. Then he did a mutilated version of it. That's what we call it. It's dumb brother. No, no, no. I did the <laughs> mutilated version first and I hated oh. it. So I did the next yeah. one. I was like, dude, that one's fucking garbage. Let me do that. I can do this way better. Nope. And I Can't did it when I was sitting and training for work, not paying one lick of attention. So probably why I don't work there anymore, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, no, that's, yeah. So we make, we, we tease and say, yeah, though there, there's the really good one. And then the, the one who probably is like, you know, a step cousin from Arkansas that married a sister or something. Yeah. And then the, uh, he did a, a vulture to go with that playset and a, a flaming, like a, a skull with wings on it. And that's my hippie playset, And I play that all the time. Like that's the only hippies I own really. Um, but th those are my favorite. Um, they've been in most decks and, uh, I think the other one, I think another one, I, I'll give cam credit for this one. 
Uh, actually, I've got quite a few cams in rotation right now. Cam did a set of Mishra's factories for me. Oh, yeah. You, are, you like those. Yeah, that are done in um, it's the Death Star. So they're just he just did the Death Star exterior on all these factories and highlighted them in a different Jedi color. And I play those all the time and I get a ton of compliments on those. Um, and uh, I think the last one I'll just mention is that Tam- Cam did this. Uh, Cam did this kill them all Metallica disc. I love discs. I collect discs. It's my favorite magic card. But he uh, Cam did this. He blacked it out and he just like shittily wrote kill them all on it. And it was like a Metallica <laughs> theme. And I play that one all the time, too. That's in one of my de- it's like clipped. It's like rounded clipped. Omega it's, cut. Oh yeah. It's it's if I should put this in the show notes to be like, you know, but that, that card is dear to me. I don't know. I saw it and I'm like, I gotta have it. Like that I'm was a, I'm a big clip guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think <laughs> that was that was the omega clip. This card's a pog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor. Yeah, Cubid. What are some of your Cubid, what are some of your hitters? You, you, you know what's funny is Nick will probably cringe when I say that my favorite one from his is basically uh there's a landmark here in Des Moines. It's just a big sculpture. Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 he fucking hates it. It's a city of brass. And all it is is this glass sculpture, this massive sculpture in the city of Des Moines that kind of overlooks all of downtown. It's called Shattering Silence. And a coworker had actually, oddly enough, commissioned Nick to alter the card, not knowing that we actually knew each other uh, and, and had it done and, and sent to me, which was super awesome. So when I opened it, I was like, holy shit, like, you know, Nick, and like, well, I just, I know you like magic altars. So here, just here, here's it was just a super nice, thoughtful gift, but absolutely one of my favorite from Nick and he hates it. He thinks it's oh fucking terrible, well, but I play one, it. I, I don't know the sculpture. I'm not familiar with the piece. <laughs> she sends me this one photo and I thought it was on top of a building. So I was like, this works really, really good with City of Brass. And, you know, I did this. And then she sends me another. I find another. I'm like, I can't get this right. And I find another photo. And I realize that it's actually on the ground with a bunch of other sculptures. And I'm just like, well, swoops. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have another City of Brass. So this is just going to have to do. And it looked like a shitty shack. And like, I have like, so I just started. I'm like, all right, I'm going to save this one. So I just started writing like like what what are they taylor they're like (laughs) sayings or about social justice and yeah yeah i mean des moines can can be a pretty cool place but i mean the the altar has meaning right like i (laughs) i like it because it's it's my hometown like i'm despite moving away for a while like i'm 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 happy to be from iowa i don't mind it i mean there's things that could change about anywhere but i mean i just like the the altar a lot it has a lot of good meaning it's i play it in every deck that isn't mono black and one uh, city of brass and it's that fucking city of brass i have i own two city of brasses (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i i I legitimately sold an arabian night city of brass because i was like i'm never going to play it i'm just i'm going to play the one nick did like i just again it's like it doesn't have to have a monetary value. It has to have a meaning and, and something important behind it. And I just really like the altar. I think it was great. I have a couple other from Nick that are, I have like one of his old like brush altars. That's a terror that I really like a lot. Well, uh, my, supposedly my blood's in that one. Yeah. He basically copied Metallica and used his blood and semen in, on, on that one. So no, I don't, don't really don't try to touch semen. it. It's, That's it's quad, it's quadruple sleeved and I make sure to, to use a hazmat mask when I touch it. But yeah, it's, 
it's another really good one um, from Cam. I have uh, I have some Winter Factories that I really like. I think everybody knows I have an affinity for Winter Factories, whether it's erasing the borders off of them, giving them away for free, or just having Cam uh, color them for me so that way I can keep playing them. Those are awesome, and I have a Soul Ring from Cam as well. I, I don't. Did you alter the Soul Ring, the one with the Death Star and the Tie Fighters on it, and stamp the Horde? Oh yeah, or that's it's... that. That's the Horde Soul Ring Cam gave to me, and then I gave it to you because you liked it so much. <laughs> I kept losing my shit. I was like, dude, I want that. So finally, I just basically, I probably said enough mean shit to Nick to where he just started. He's like, fine, fuck it, you can take it. I don't care. No, I had a better one. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really cool. Actually, that was one of Cam's like. That was a that was a peaking moment for Cam. Like that was where he just jumped the Peak, level when he peaked early. Yeah, <laughs> peaked early. <laughs> too soon, Junior. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm trying to go. I mean, I have a binder just full of my stuff, and like, so I actually have one of my favorite. Another one from Nick is like a, a mountain from Kumite. That was really good. Again, one that he fucking hates, but by far the best one I got from Cam is when he was like in this mood where he wanted to redo his Marvel deck, he sent me a Dr. Doom planes. That's badass for multiple reasons. I don't know shit about comics. That one is badass. but, but I just, I, if we're not going to break into music, I mean, just, I like doom metal. So it just was fucking fitting. I was like, yeah, I'm taking that. So that is by far uh, my favorite one I've got from cam. Oh, on that note, I got it. Sorry, Moss. I got to throw one more in here. I know we keep cutting you off. Um, it's all good, man. So, <laughs> hey, Moss, so shut the fuck Taylor, up. It's our this podcast is, this now. Is a, this, is a, this is a newer one I got from Taylor, but on the topic of Doom, Taylor got me into Doom, and he got me into vinyl and stoner rock and, and you know... I'm trying stone. on the black metal, but he's not there yet. No, I'm not, de- I'm not, de- I'm not de- feeling it. But the, uh, <laughs> co- like that vinyl... Society hasn't me. broken you down enough. You'll get there. That Bel- vinyl... Belfagor... <laughs> vinyl got me through uh vinyl got me through COVID. like that oh guy, yeah you know i listen to vinyl i listen to my record player all the time but anyway so he got me into doom and uh he had these freaking lightning bolts that he's been these unlimiteds that he's stuck in a window and like bleached them and i wanted i got this really sweet um acid king altar on a lightning bolt from byron and then is it byron or brian byron byron who is a death metal musician, but, um, I got Black that metal. and I'm like, yeah. Wits. Yep. No, 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 no. This is a, this is a guy from death metal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about <laughs> this is the oh, guy boy. that did Mendelhaven. Thorny six, six, six. My bad. So anyway, <laughs> Hey, I'm lost. dude. You're the one telling the story, wits. man. You're, you're <laughs> so the one storytelling here. I'm the one that's lost. <laughs> No, so basically, I had a really sweet Acid King altar, and I'm like, I think I'm going to do all these bolts in a different Doom band. And Taylor jumped on doing, uh, he did Hippie Killer on one of them. Long Ripper, Chicago locals. Yeah, Yeah, and he did that sweet, sweet altar with a shotgun. Looks awesome with the, with the, on the bleached lightning bolt, and that's my Hippie Killer. So it works on. Yeah, so many levels there. Yeah, I one of my I bought a bass cabinet off of uh, Bong Ripper's bass player many moons ago. I ended up selling that cabinet because it was I'm, I'm not using really heavy amps or equipment anymore. But that's that's all I got for a one upper story for you. I'll tell you, Bong Ripper is by far one of the loudest concerts I've ever seen in my life. When I I saw him, the first time I saw him wasn't even in Chicago, it was in in London, and they're on tour with Conan, and like they're playing in the underworld, which is, and and just, I mean, this place is underground. I mean, it's it's basically in a basement, 
and you can fit maybe a hundred people in there, but they brought like their four full tour rigs. I couldn't, I couldn't hear for four days. So I assumed the concert was good, but Jesus Christ, those guys are loud. I, I regret not seeing Conan at Reggie's here in Chicago, uh, pre pandemic. Hopefully they, you know, tour at some part at some point in the far future. And I can see him cause that's a kick-ass yeah, band for sure. Um, so yeah, when I, uh, if I could continue my one upping here, uh, <laughs> yeah, continue on. Is, is this about your salsa you import from Ecuador? <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh, uh, when I bought that amp from the dude from bong ripper, uh, I actually got to go up to their practice space and the, amp, it was like, you know, this warehouse type practice space, I think in West Chicago somewhere. And, um, the, the amps were just stacked like 12 feet high, you know, you know how those warehouse ceilings are. And there was just like, you know, they shared this, this practice space with a couple other bands and there, it was just like, uh, you know, a musicians, you know, a, a doom metal, heavy metal musicians, wet dream with just amps, you know, stacked far above my highest reach. It was, it was insane. I mean, it's like high end stuff too. Like, I mean, they have like black and green and orange. I mean, just like yeah. mad amps everywhere. It just so loud. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's one of those bands that if you don't get it, when you listen to it, you will get it when you see them live. It's probably in vain with, you know, sun or whatever. It's just like, you have to feel that inside your chest to where the, like, it's so loud. You almost feel like you're going to vomit. Well, there's also dynamic. It's not like pure yeah. noise no, the entire no. time. Yeah. So it's, there's a dynamic crescendo, yep. right? That, yeah. Um, all right, a little mini doom segue. I Cam, <laughs> <laughs> we we can come back to that. Uh, but I I think Cam, why don't you spew out a couple of your favorite alters, and sure. maybe we can get back to the doom metal discussion here. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that that uh, that Marvel deck that I was talking about. Um, I've really had this obsession with the four horsemen and the seven deadly sins and just trying to get those put onto cards that I thought they would match up with. And and so the, the sin thing I have, I'm still kind of working on some projects with that, but uh, the four horsemen, I had this idea to put them on four strip mines because that, that just kind of goes together. Well, but I had already taken these strip mines and I had altered the, um, the bad guy, the giant robots, um, Sentinel. No, no, no. Bigger than that. The, uh, like, no, no, no. Even bigger. The ones that fight Galactus celestials, celestials. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I had altered four celestials onto four strip mines and I'm like, man, those just aren't really doing it for me. So I painstakingly took a toothpick and I scratched the entire altar off which, you know, it scrapes like 95% off, but you can still see a bunch of crap. And by so painstakingly, said, he means that he essentially ruined the entire card. Jesus, they, they start were, over, bro. They were in bad shape. <laughs> yeah. And they're white, they're white bordered that I blacked out the board. I mean, they're just horrific cards. And so I sent them. I mean, they uh, were basically cam personified in a card. Gonna get that EV. You can't let that go to waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta recycle them. Yeah. So I, so I said it's recycled altars. I can't afford these $10. I can't afford these fourth edition strip mines. I gotta reuse these. Oh, man. And so, so I send these to Quay. And I'm like, hey, you know, let's do four horsemen on it. And uh, we, we, I think we found, didn't we find some um, some art to kind of base it off of? And well, I thought you said they were. Well, I thought it was from a movie, like the art was from a movie or something. You said something to do with comic books. I'm I, admittedly not a comic. I, book I thought person. you copied them off Durfington. Yeah, no, no, no. no, 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 no you're thinking of something, something else. 
That's oh, they weren't play, those weren't the plagiarized ones. <laughs> no. Those those Cam did himself. I didn't plagiarize Durfington for the record. These were <laughs> these were the strip mines. They were like one was red, one was yellow, one was green, one was blue, and oh. they kind of had that um, kind of almost like a woodblock like feel to them, where they were all like white. I'd use the Muji. yeah, like a tarot card. Yeah, yeah. But they're cool. they're they're really awesome, and so that's the set that I use now. Even though I have a bunch of border extended ones and some really cool different colored patterns on them but those are the ones i use and then also like i i have some really really cool cities of brass um i have some original ones some arabian nights ones you know i have some full full art extension ones that i use when i play online but my favorite 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 cards are some early like gen 1.5 nick view altars and they're they're four x-men on four gold bordered cities of brass and they're it's what was it is like beast it was Beast, Archangel, which Archangel yeah. was by far the best. Archangel's my favorite. Um, yeah. He was your favorite. But Beast, Archangel, a really shitty bishop. Yeah, and, bishop. Uh, and, then, and then for some reason, Apocalypse. <laughs> and Apocalypse. And Apocalypse is actually pretty good. He's got yeah, the shit eating grim on his face, though. And like I, happy apocalypse. <laughs> but Bishop yeah. was awful. Bishop, Bishop, I don't know what I was using for a reference, but it's pretty, it's pretty it's pretty awesome but but yeah that's that's the set that i fall back on because i'll only play casual from now on i'm not playing for any stakes i'm not looking to impress anybody those those are more pimp than any any ones you could have that are to dean altered or whatever to me that's just because because that was something that we we got in early um with each other and traded stuff back and forth so we all have we all have our our early stuff like it's it's mostly in the family and, uh, you know, you can look at those, you smile and you can think of, man, I've been friends with these people for quite a while in terms of, uh, you know, yeah, what's, that's what's been going on in the world. So yeah, that's my favorite. I, while we're talking about cities of brass, I would be remiss if I forgot to mention, um, my, some of my favorite altars that I have period in my entire collection, which would be those, uh, blade runner city of brass that, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Punts did for me with the panoramic. Uh, Blade Runner kind of futuristic city nightscape with uh, various MTG Easter eggs kind of hidden in there or, or so featured. Good. Yeah, those are so good. Really, really cool. And yep. uh, if you guys will do me a favor, and when I go to post this and like I'll put it up on Twitter or whatever, put it up in the Discord and uh, send me a couple of these pics of the cards that we've been talking about. That way I can just like attach a bunch of photos along with it. So people can, if they so choose, uh, they can see the photos rather than our horrible descriptions of them. I cannot, I cannot wait to air mouth clops and horse leg Jean gray. I just say like, how do you know? (laughs) I'll definitely, I'll, I'll dig out the bulge. (laughs) Metaphorically, not literally folks, not literally. Yeah. I'm exploring anatomy. <laughs> One card at a time. Yeah, it's called I mean, hentai, and it's art. Yeah, <laughs> that that's what you get when you look at somebody who's done comics their whole life, and you try and translate that to a little, you know, two by three inch square of uh, cardboard. It doesn't always work. Doesn't always. And you know, work. honestly, like, like not to go too far off track, but I think that's the one thing just. And I don't know if we were going to touch on the subject, but it was always it's always hard when you're in a position to where somebody wants your altar. And you you get into discussion, and I think any altruist will 100% know exactly what I'm about to say. It's, hey, you do commissions? Yeah, sure, I'll do a commission. Okay, well, how much is it? And you're like, well, what do you want? And you know, either it's some crazy, unrealistic idea that's just never going to work because a, you know, we're drawing on a two by three inch uh, 
piece of cardboard, right? Like my name's not Klug. I'm not commanding $1,000 for altars. Like you reached out to me hoping that I would be a discount. And B, it's like, okay, well, you want this. It'll probably take me two hours, three hours. How does like 50 bucks sound? And then like, it's just absolute crickets because they think, <laughs> well, it's on, a, it's on a planes. Yeah, well, I don't give a shit what card I'm drawing on. Like it's still my time. And well, it's not even... It shouldn't even be that hard, don't they? Only take five or ten minutes. It's just, it's. I think people have a very unrealistic perception of, despite thinking that they want an alter, not really knowing the time and effort that goes into it, right? Like just because my style may not be that of paint and brushes and ultra realism, like I still spend a lot of time to make sure that my lines are clean, and that you know, while I have a cartoony presence, that it's still as polished as I can do it for the time that I have it. And I think that's one thing that I wanted to make sure to call out. It was just like, I mean, it is people's time. So if you do ask people to alter, remember, you know, this is people's mostly free times. It's time away from our families where we sit down and, and do this and, you know, just be respectful of that too. Or don't. Or don't yeah. tell me to fuck off. Like or, most people or, do. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> or just or just ghost somebody when they ask you a yeah. question. Oh, oh shit! You mean you're going to charge me money for this? What the? F <laughs> this is a horrible deal. Or have one altruist do? Or have one altruist do work for you, and you're not crazy about it? But instead of saying something, you just go to somebody else, another altruist, and have them do the same card. Oh and then, no! And then and then don't think that they know each other. <laughs> or you just get an original magic oh. altruist go alter over something that you did for them. I mean it's fine it's cool <laughs> can you fix this card? <laughs> can you fix these oh, tits funny. i drew all over this card <laughs> oh, you can write man. a book about how many times i've been slighted good times <laughs> in my five dollar altars but yeah back to uh this this is kind of a, a hard cut back to the vinyl discussion though uh quail you uh hooked me up with that vinyl junkies book and that was an yeah. interesting, that was an interesting read. It was about, this is book report time, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, and it was, the, the setup is quail uh, was on his way to Kumite. He stopped off. We got a burger. COVID -tay. We renamed Co it COVID. -tay. Excuse me. COVID tay. Uh, uh, Cuvid was on his way to COVID tay. Excuse me. And we stopped off and grabbed a bite. He stopped off here and we grabbed a bite at Kuma's and uh, played some games. And uh, he hooked me up with his uh, book, uh, Vinyl Junkies, which is just kind of like following this guy's like, he's traveling around and meeting all of these like vinyl enthusiasts. And this is from like, Oh, late nineties through like, Oh, yep. two. So it's kind of before vinyl picked back up, which to me was around 2010. I think mm -hmm. I've been collecting vinyl since 07. And uh, to me, it started to kind of really re-enter the public consciousness around yep. 2010. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was a cool book. And so then I, then uh, where I'm getting at with the story is that uh, after reading that, I finally, I'm like, shit, man, I, you know, I got to get my turntable. I got to get my rig fixed up. I've got this ancient hand-me-down turn. It's literally 50 years old and I was having problems with it. And uh, you know, Quail, you gave me a, a great recommendation on a new turntable. So I am very thankful for that. It sounds yeah, awesome. Mean, it's a great rig. And, and you know that book really makes you feel like you're really not that obsessive. It just know, made me right? feel better about but, my yes, addiction. It it's like you know what? There's always that guy that's doing way more heroin than you. So it's like, hey, Absolutely. my problem's not even that bad. I haven't it's, even I haven't started doing you know tricks for you know truckers in the bathroom yet. Like I'm fine, dude. It's all about using that whataboutism to help right. justify your own uh, uh, you know obsessions, habits, uh, you know. Yeah, but it is an. I mean, there's some, and just the, the fanaticism that goes along with any yeah. hobby, right? Like, I mean, you could translate that from records to to even magic, right? Like, just look at the magic world where, 
we all interact on some level and you have the guys that are crazy about their near mint graded beta cards. Then there's the bipolar opposite where me, Nick cam are literally ruining thousand dollar cards because we don't give a shit. Like I'll erase the borders off my Jews. Um, and I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, it's just, it's funny when you're going in depth about people's, you know, hobbies or passions and the lengths they go to enjoy those hobbies. Yeah. It's a great read. So glad yeah. you dug it. Yeah, man. I, although I will say that when I when I see your your white border jism, it makes my booty hole clench, man. That's that's a sacred <laughs> the guardian beast that's, and the winter factories. <laughs> winter factory, I don't give a shit about, but Jizam, man, that's a sacred cow, man. Well, the, what about um, guardian beast? You're also in a guardian beast aficionado. I am. I am a big fan of the beast. <laughs> it's oh. uh, you know, it, you just did that. You need to have a whiteboard. I mean. Juzom and Guardian Beast should have been in Chronicles. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Be a lot better on my fucking wallet. Yeah, as opposed to like Junun Afrit and, uh, you know, whatever else, other piece of shit they put in there. The I don't know, but you're, uh, you're, you're, you're <laughs> the wretched. You're Ben, you're Ben Juzom is awesome, though. That you know what's funny? The amount of time everybody goes, is that real? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> you oh what did you do to it <laughs> is, is life real <laughs> is this real, <laughs> <What is> real? <laughs> yeah do you want to take the red pill or the blue pill yeah yeah do you want to yeah, see how yeah. far this rabbit hole goes it's yeah really, it's really well now yeah and and like we could spend a whole another hour just going down the rabbit we'd have to take both we'd have to take both the red and the blue pill and get the purple pill to go down the <laughs> deep enough rabbit hole on Ben's altars so maybe we'll save that for a future day <laughs> You're right um yeah so you got to have one Ben altar in your deck kind of have if you do if you don't are you even playing magic I think if pretty much do- everybody <laughs> has a couple by this point yeah right yeah should. I mean, or you should have him. He's been giving them away for like yeah. three years. <laughs> anyway, you know that I gave I out of the kindness of my heart, I gave Grant a copy, a CE balance. And then he he played against Ben's 660 card deck and then they anteed. This was at like old school player ball or something. So Grant's like, oh, I'll one up this guy. You know, I'll, let's play for ante. So Grant flips over his card that he's going to ante up. It's the balance that I gave him, and then he <laughs> loses the game to the six hundred and sixty card <laughs> mono black deck. And I think Ben is so, at some point altered that that balance. But man, that is just another example of Grant busting my chops and why that guy grinds my gears, man. Let's play anti. <laughs> I think we could probably actually have a podcast of anti games that Ben has won just from Lords, right? Like, as I mean, there's a few stories. Yeah, him and Carter have kind of like this, <laughs> this running feud, and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the balance of power has shifted in Ben's favor. Although I think Carter had was a one or two up on him. They keep trading a, a there's like a, a I forget what legends cards they are, but they're gold legends that have their own likenesses on them. Done by Stang. Lupo. So so we were They're both Stangs. They can't yeah. be they're not no 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 they're not both Stangs. One of them is uh Lady Orca. Ben's Stang. Oh right. Yeah, Lady Orca. Ben's Ben's a Lady Orca. And Carter's and, oh, yeah. might be a Stang. And in Carter as I think there's a Stang in No, one he's a Torsten von Ursus, man. 
he's got stings. I know that because he did staying tokens. Because I remember Pete doing these, and I okay. also I was also sitting next to them when Carter had the Carter had the meltdown at Mint Magic because Ben he just gotten these new altars of his likeness from Pete, and he's all ranting and raving about it. And Ben mind twist mind twists him like two days two games in a row. And Carter's playing that hideous Legends pile, yeah. and he gets both of those. He wins both of those cards, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I own your soul now." Yeah, and, no. like, and then Carter just lost his mind because, was- like you know, Ben, he's sitting there just smiling, eyes half open, laughing hysterically, not even really trying, but somehow manages to always get what he needs, and it's just—it's a hilarious story. First, he took Carter's soul, then he took his mind. <laughs> and here's the other thing: then we were flipping, then we were flipping for prize cards at the end, and then there's this Hercules that Carter talking about had been talking about wanting. And nobody wanted it. And then Carter goes up there to get it. And then Ben walks by just high as hell and goes, oh, I want that. And then beats him in the flip off and takes the Hercules. And he goes, I don't even even want this card. (laughs) I got a sick ass soul ring from that event too. That was a fun one, man. I got a bolt that's like that too. That's that's sick. Yeah, that was a fun event. I'm, I'm hoping we can do that again someday in the future. Maybe this year, or if not this year, next year. Area 51's gone, but yeah. Yep. It's gone. It's gone. He doesn't work there anymore. Area 51 is no more. Oh, shit. Well, nothing lasts forever, dude. (laughs) I I need to make a trip back to the Midwest to get you your your shops back. So, yeah. Well, no no discussion between us is is complete without a discussion of my workshops if anybody knows jason statham i uh, i would like to hire him to drive these shops back because that's about what they're worth anymore. <laughs> I, I mean at this point i feel as though i mean ownership is nine tens right and i think at yeah. this point you've owned them for so long that they're not even moss's workshops at this point they're just yours yeah what one of these what? days i'm just gonna show up ding dong at your door ding dong and i'm gonna take my shots back what is the percentage he's not even gonna stay he's just gonna take the shot yeah I'm, I'm literally gonna drive halfway across the continent it's like what a 30 hours drive from chicago we to have, happy valley we have since super chat started we have literally witnessed the appreciation of moss's shops go up 200 percent since oh, at least, at <laughs> I, least. I think even 200 percent is even generous like it's it's probably not even close it's i think it's like no i think it's like 1200 to 3000 <laughs> a piece cam's a just, piece cam's just sitting on a house Each. payment Each. Yeah. yeah a down payment on a house what's, yeah. what's funny is cam actually lost them when he moved he still doesn't know where they're at and he keeps hoping that he has time yeah. to find them before you ask for him back <laughs> Dude, when that when that wildfire was like (laughs) dangerously close to Cam's house, I like completely seriously was like, Cam, do we got a plan for my shops? (laughs) By the way, I hope your children are okay. Yeah, I hope the I hope your family. You know, I hope you have an evac plan. I hope you're ready. I hope you're insured. Are my shops with your go bag? (laughs) Yeah, I I was I was hoping that panic room. Yeah, Ma- yeah, Moss was gonna come out here, and we were gonna drive to to Chalice next in October, but COVID kind of crapped all over that. But uh, I what, what did not crap on no, anything. Not, COVID, not you, not COVID. Not you. Yeah, yeah, COVID. <laughs> uh, but 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 I, I would have thought it was funny, like borrow somebody's jet skis and have them out in the driveway when Moss comes up, and he's like, "Hey, where's my shop?" So I'm like, "Ah, hey, so so, so we gotta talk about this." <laughs> like East, it's like a scene from Eastbound and Down. Oh my god, he's gonna have like he's gonna have like a brand new like fifty five thousand dollar truck. 
like polished, you know, decked out to the nines, all of the, all tricked out in his driveway. He's like, oh yeah, check out what I just bought. Or he just, or he just alters them. Or he just fucking alters them, dude. Hey, I just figured you wanted another <laughs> horse cock clips alter. Them. Here you go. He clips them. He clips them first, even though they don't need to be clipped. Oh my god, uh, my blood pressure's rising. Just <laughs> he erased one border. There's still still three borders okay, that are black. I, just I got to tell you a quick funny clip story from Cam. I wanted I wanted to see each sedge trolls in the worst way, and Cam had these had a beautiful set of such trolls and he's like i'm just gonna give them to you and i was like that's really nice of you and he goes do you want them he goes you want them clipped or not and i was like oh, i don't care he goes so i get i get them in the mail and they're all clipped and in in the package there's an envelope with all of the clippings from the card inside of them and it says these are in case you want to turn them back <laughs> all the toenail all the toenail clippings <laughs> I would like to see you try to glue those back again. We can talk to Broussard, the master of all restorations. He'll get them back to to square for you. Yeah, <laughs> totally worth it. Well, so so hey, you know what? Maybe maybe we can start outroing this. What what are you guys working on for your next? <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> it's seven hey, thirty. Cam's ready I'm for the bed. Host, motherfucker. Oh, so sorry, dude. Cam's like, hey guys, I gotta go. <laughs> I just out moss moss, but pizza man's here. Sorry, no, I no, I'm I'm not in any rush to get out of here. No, it's all good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not in any I'm rush, but out. like, how long do you think we have left? Just just curious. No, honey, I swear, I'm almost done. Yeah, we may as well just fucking stop now, man. <laughs> Way to go, Cam. Wasted the good surprise on you. What what was your outro plan, Cam? Since you brought it up, yeah, yeah. Why don't you come? Yeah, keep going, Cam. <laughs> keep talking while I go upstairs and take a shit. <laughs> yeah. We should all just sign out like one at a time over the next few minutes, and Cam's left out by himself. Yeah, just, just let him talk, and we'll just leave. See how long he notices. Yeah. Just leave, leave leave the cameras up. Well, Taylor's not Taylor's not altering anything right now because because after he lost his taste, he lost his taste for altering and no longer wants to do anything associated. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I did that. Uh, I did. Uh, what was that? Uh, I did a mind twist for myself. That oh, was pretty that fucking was righteous. Um, I've been working on. <laughs> you know what? I'm. That's me all the time. It just there's a lot of hidden meanings there. Those I'm doing really that. Good fully altered deck again after auctioning off the other one which by the way i'm also i just finished one of the savannas for uh the winner of that auction deck and planning to have the other two done this weekend to get those done and out the door the person that bid uh helped us raise three thousand dollars for that deck which was absolutely no i don't think he wanted his name said no don't worry we'll 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 not edit that that out you can believe that Yeah, we'll bleep that. Yeah, so he, uh, I just, uh, you know, with the amount that he spent, I was like, you know, I'll alter another place. Uh, no questions asked. I just alter the Savannah. So I did one yesterday. I need to do two more of those. I still have. Uh, I'm basically just I'm Shaman Ben's personal altruist, and I have some more dual lands to do for him. And I think I also have have I think some factories to do for shit. Who is it? Uh, different Jason, a Lord Jason, Paul. Oh, Jason. Ha- yeah. Apple. Yeah. 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 So he is working on a deck and he sent me those or he gave them to me prior to 
prior to Kumite, Kovite, and then I nearly died. So I really haven't been on the altar train, but now that I'm back amongst the living, I'm trying to get back on it, but I wanted to at least fuck up some of my own cards before I ruin somebody else's, <laughs> but that's kind of what I'm working on. Um, I've got, I guess I'll go next. Um, I've actually Ben sent me like six cards to do for his, uh, for his rat deck. So I have to do that. I got to do a rat soul ring. I got to do a rat mind twist. I got to do a rat. Oh, maybe not a mind twist. Oh yeah. The cam's doing some too. Um, and then I recently did a micro brew inspired Lotus proxy for somebody. And I actually gave the first one I did to Adam. And then David Holler hit me up and he wanted one with his favorite beer on the front of it. And now another guy casting craft is going to trade me and he wants one too with a different beer on it. So now I'm doing basically a series at this point, but that's a, that's a pretty cool idea though. So I'm, I'm pretty happy to do that. And then I'm also doing a, um, I just did an ATOG altar today for a DFD's auction that he's doing. That's the one with the Triskelion on it. Yeah. The truth. Yeah. That, that turned out cool. With Triskelion. Yep. Triskelion. I think it's raffle or an auction. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I need to send something to him. I think I'll use those Beavis and Butthead tears I did where they're we're, tripping on mescaline. We're always happy to do those though. Those doing yep. the raffle things are always a lot of fun. Um, a little more fun than the, uh, the event ones. The event ones are good too, but the raffle ones are really gratifying just because. Yeah. It just, it always feels good to, to do something, uh, charitable. I mean, at a time where I, and we all know this person that can't let $3 go on a $300 trade just to kind of have like this fuck you mentality. Like I'm not only just going to give away a card, I'll give away my time too and the names to help other people. I think it's, we, we need, we need more of that and less of the EV grinding. Absolutely. Taylor's not, Taylor's not bitter. No, not at all. Taylor's the only dude more bitter than I am. <laughs> he has about, about all these equal. flavors, all these flavors, and all I ever want is salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cam, what monstrosity are you working on over there? <laughs> so, so Ben Ben is asking for some stuff for his rats deck. Um, I'm putting on a little online thing, and so we're it's super casual. But uh, Ben's going to run a unlimited plague rats deck, and so I was talking with Moss earlier today. He he. Uh, ben sent me an unholy citadel. I'm like, man, he wants a rat theme. I'm I'm not getting a lot of inspiration from this. And Moscow's, well, we have these signs all over Chicago when they put out rat poison, <laughs> warning <laughs> people away. And he sent it to me, and it's this uh, bullseye with a rat in the middle of it, and it is perfect. Uh, it was absolutely perfect. So I so I put that on on this unholy citadel for for Ben. So working on that. Working on some some prize stuff, you know. I've always got a couple of decks um, floating around, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm more just kind of doing stuff for my friends and and sending it off. I, I like putting altars in whenever I trade with somebody, and and you know, just just send some stuff. I, I've had people contact me and say it meant a lot to them, um, and so it that's the only motivation I need to continue to do this. And uh, I will continue to put twenty dollar bills in the envelopes <laughs> that I send quail and have him send them right back. Yeah. I'm not, your money, your money's no good here, sir. Yeah. Cam literally tried to pay me. I don't even remember what the fuck it was for. And I refused to take any money from cam. And so he thought he would be fucking sneaky and stick, stick $20 in an envelope. All I did was put that shit right back in the envelope and mail it right back to him. That $20, that 20 buck took a, took a round trip ticket 
via the U.S. Postal Service, which, you know, with your Haziz Tamar, is probably lucky to get lost. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere out there, somewhere out there is a copy of the magic novel Arena with an RFK, RKF signed oh. copy of Italian Haziz and Tamar on page 69 <laughs> of the Arena book that somewhere out there. I guess oh, I fuck. I forgot. I'm supposed to be supposed to be doing an altar for Nick too. I need to alter the art to a, mar- a marijuana can on a lightning bolt for him. That's because it's sitting something. right. That's going to be something. Someday, yeah, someday over the rainbow. Call it 2020, 2069, 2023, whatever. Uh, Quail. I want to get some more uh, Justice League altars from you because yeah. the ones you did for me are sick. And you know, I love all of the love that Marvel gets, but we need more sick nasty love for the dc universe as well he really that was awesome that really was nailed the classic dc absolutely yeah for age yeah, characters yeah. Yep. it's it's just yeah, right, right in my wheelhouse i mean it's those big it's it's bold outlines it's bright colors it's it's yep. in my aesthetic and i i do uh i enjoy doing those for you guys and i yep. like how much you like them that's yeah, yeah. that's what i dig those are tight Plus, it's it's just fun red blasting the shit out of somebody with like Wonder Woman or the Flash on it. <laughs> Get bald. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to keep drawing lightsabers on gorillas and sending them to camp too, so he can have a hideous self self dual alliances gorillas. Done. Dude, that deck smashed all of you guys last time. Don't be don't be talking smack. That's not what I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember well, I'm was this was this was this necro summer? <laughs> I, I remember Cam playing a gorilla of, of ramping out a gorilla chieftain without regenerate mana and me just bolting it immediately. Immediately bolted, yeah. Sick four drop, dude. Bolted. Yeah, yeah bolt. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I guess that's game. I'm back to the drawing before. board. I'm I'm back. <clears throat> I can't even talk now. I'm back to the drawing board on this cam jam thing after cam humiliated my deck so <laughs> well I know, I, I, i've been building my deck and then i just look at cam's pile of bullshit and think god damn it if cam wins i just have to give up magic yeah i need more blue cards man <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm all in on mine I yeah mine chan- in the box i haven't looked at it since we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna free channel one way or another <laughs> I'm just basically playing a deck full of sideboard cards in hopes to prepare for everybody. I won't win a game, but I'm just going to make your life miserable trying to do it. <laughs> well, I think you're going to see the double wheels. You're just going to see a ton of black vices. And, oh, yeah. And bolts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be burned out format. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. But it's all right. Quick, 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 quick games. <laughs> all right. Well, stuff, yeah. All right, boys. This is this is the real segue outro. So I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I, we're ninety minutes in, dude. This is <laughs> all right. Good night, Mike. Uh, no, I seriously appreciate your y'all's, y'all's time, and uh, you know maybe we'll do a part two on this at some point down the road. Yeah, we need to we need to do uh, part two the Doom Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get even deeper on uh, Doom the, Metal the vinyl, vinyl cast and, and comics. Absolutely. And camp pop um, and, and camp. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can do a post-mortem on uh camp pop. <laughs> we can talk about, we can talk about why cam wants to destroy the game that Richard Garfield made. Yeah. <laughs> why he wants to make it even worse. <laughs> Dr. Dick would not be, have, be approving of anything cam has going on in his cabeza. <laughs> All right, boys, I'm going to sign off. 
Hey, everyone, thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Uh, let us know when we can, uh, you know, rot your brain some more and yeah, basically bring people's IQs down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, boys. Appreciate it. Aww.